Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See the tit straight ahead? Mm, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we go go straight. That car right there, homeless. Most of my interviews with Talisha Lee took place in a car. Come to think of it, most of my interviews with homeless people in general took place in cars. Cars are good as studios. They're quiet, they don't have an echo. They are less good as homes, but many, many people in Oakland are using them that way. Do you all right? Mm-hmm. That van right there. Talisha is pointing out all the people sleeping in cars on just a few blocks in East Oakland. Sometimes you really can't tell when a car has a person living in it, but often there are signs. Blankets covering windows, suitcases strapped to roofs. Them cars right there. This car right here, I know these people right here, I know these people right here, I know them people right there. All homeless? All homeless in their cars. Oakland recorded 727 people sleeping in cars in 2019. Although that's widely considered to be an undercount, especially because folks in vehicles tend to be less visible than, say, people in tents. Talisha's good at spotting these cars because she knows this neighborhood. But there's another reason, too. Sometimes she and her 11-year-old son, Jordan, also sleep in the car. So you see what's up? Yeah, I put my seat back somewhere. I would just set the recording right here for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You got all the cover. Gotta wrap my feet double. So my feet won't be cold, because in the middle of the night, my feet be real cold. Talisha is in the driver's seat, and our son Jordan is in shotgun. She has a round face and a wide smile with a little gap between her front teeth. She wears a beanie to keep her head warm and to cover the short hair she hasn't had the money to get done the way she likes it, with extensions. Mom. Yeah? You know what I think about? What you think about, Daddy? We need a house. We need a house. A house car. We need a house, a car. We need a house on wheels. 
Jordan has his mom's same round face plus a round belly to match. He's gentle and shy. He likes video games and math. And Talisha says she's thankful he isn't trying to act all grown like some kids his age. By the way, Jordan has a disability that affects his speech and language. Wheels. Okay. Some could drive. We could drive and pull over and go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. That's what you want? That's what you're thinking about? Yep. Okay. A nice one. A nice one, too, huh? Even though mommy liked to drive, we just drive. By 2019, Talisha and Jordan had been homeless for five years. Sometimes they stayed with family or friends, and sometimes they ended up in the car. For five years, they'd mostly just struggled through homelessness on their own. But then something changed, and they finally started trying to get some help. This is According to Need, Chapter 1. I want to zero in on the time when Talisha started asking for help so that we can see what that looks like and start to see who the system works for and who it fails. But first, I want to go back. Should I get in with you or sh- We could get in your car. You want to get in my car? Yeah. Okay. I got all the Talisha told me about her life in a series of interviews we did in the car. She had never had it easy. The stuff that I went through when I was little, it taught me my survival skills. Delisha's family was poor growing up. Both of her parents struggled with addiction, and she had her first kid at 16. I didn't get a chance to enjoy my teenage years because I was a mom. So There were so many obstacles and so much instability in Talisha's life. But somehow, by the time she was in her 30s, she'd managed to get her GED her forklifting license, and a good union job with benefits at Berkeley Farms Milk Plant. But then things started to unravel. It felt like there was one family crisis after another. I just went through a lot emotionally, and then my mom, she was sick and using drugs and in and out of hospital, and and it just got to the point where I was just, I was tired, Katie. Talisha started missing work at the plant. Eventually, she lost her job, and shortly thereafter, her apartment. In 2014, she became homeless. For a while, she and Jordan found places to crash, and she worked temp jobs on and off. But they could only stay in one place for so long. You know, some people live different from how you used to live. Some people are dirty. Some people are clean. Some people get high, and you don't get high. Somebody be like, you come over here for a few days, you get them some money, you eat and stuff, and then after that, they act funny or feel like they want their space and put you out. They'd stay somewhere for a few months or a few weeks, and then it would be time to move on. Years passed like this. Eventually, the instability started to wear on Talisha's mental health. Because being homeless mentally... It's trauma, especially when your child asks you, when you pick them up from school, Mom, where are we going to go? Mom, where are we going to eat? Talisha felt like she was treading water, just barely staying afloat. Or maybe she wasn't staying afloat at all, but was actually slowly drowning. 
She desperately needed a life raft, but there was no one stable enough in her life to grab onto. Everyone around her was also struggling. I was to the point to where I was really trying to figure out where can I place and put my son that's... I can't provide for him the way I want to. Like, let a family member have him for a while, you know, where he can eat, sleep, bathe, be clean, smoke-free environment, you know, stuff like that. And I could picture or figure out one person. In 2018, after four years of bouncing around from place to place, Talisha suffered a psychotic break. For a couple of months, she had delusions that she was famous and wealthy, and she got aggressive when people tried to convince her otherwise. When I start doing stuff I don't usually do, that's when I knew I needed help. During this time, while she was driving by herself, Talisha crashed her car on purpose into a wall. She didn't want to die. It was more like a cry for help. And I said to myself, if I hit that pole, I'm going to die. If I hit that brick wall, I can survive, but I'm going to be So I said, let the pole, and I just turned the wheel. After the crash, Talisha went to a regular hospital and then a psychiatric hospital, where she was diagnosed with PTSD, among other things. And then, like she's always done, she clawed her way back to some fragile semblance of sanity. And that brings us to 2019, when Talisha and Jordan, still homeless, had exhausted every last family or friend connection. There was nowhere left to go, except for the car. The car is sacred. Talisha wears her keys on a lanyard around her neck. If it wasn't for the car, she tells me, they'd be living under a bridge. I just put my seat back. Put my little thing to cover up the front window. We'll have our snacks and whatever else we eat, our cover, and we'll just go to sleep. Oh, my neck's killing me. Your neck? Yep. Why? It's not killing me. It's the way you're laying? Oh, it's tight. You can get in the back seat. That's how the summer rolled forward. Stiff necks and backs, sleeping in the car, washing their faces at McDonald's. But then, when the school year starts, something kind of incredible happens. Talisha finally gets a life raft. Her name is Trish Anderson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bless you, girl. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. You too. Bye-bye. One day. Okay. So this is what I did want. you know, because I did not know, that every school district in the U.S. has a person whose job is to help homeless families? Trish Anderson is that person in Oakland. Her title, the McKinney-Vento Liaison, comes from the federal legislation that established the position. Trish's office is in a little portable building behind an elementary school. She has about a dozen bracelets on each wrist that clank on the table when she talks. And she lets me interview her between emails and phone calls. Hi, Leslie. This is Trish. Hi. So, Leslie, I have a situation. I have a mom and a daughter. They're not in a car. They have no place to go. So mom moved here from... Over the course of the 2017-2018 school year, 
Public school data shows that some one and a half million students experienced homelessness across the country. These students tend to move with their parents from one part of town to another to another. And a big part of the McKinney-Vento liaison's job is helping homeless parents enroll and re-enroll their kids in school. Trish does a lot of that, but she can also help with things like bus passes and uniforms. Sometimes they don't want what I offer. They Like, I don't need transportation. I need a house. And I mean, that's real. Trish can't offer housing per se, although she can help parents fill out applications for apartments or search for affordable places on the Internet. When a family in her program finally finds housing or shelter, they get a little construction paper house to put on the wall. So this one, someone went from car to shelter. So mm. she decorated hers. Any, any movement, we acknowledge. So these are all Trish has a big, warm personality, but there's also something guarded underneath. When I ask her if she ever takes work home, she says she tries not to. She has her own problems at home. She's a caregiver for her son who's schizophrenic and for her elderly mother who needs a lot of help with day-to-day tasks. But every now and again, someone slips past her force field. Talisha was like that. Trish remembers seeing Talisha at the beginning of the school year when she came to pick up a bus pass for Jordan. She was slid down in a chair, had on a hat, looked very tired. So I said, come here every day. Come here every day, have oatmeal, hang out, volunteer, help me with my closet. I was like, okay. That's what I said to her. I was like, okay. Actually, I start going every day. Every day. I have oatmeal, eat, get on a computer, look for resources. And while Talisha was there, Trish encouraged her to do something else, too. Something she hadn't tried in a while. Call 211 and ask for help. 211 is a kind of hotline for homeless people who are looking for help with things like shelter or housing in Alameda County. Thank you so much for holding. How can I assist you today? Yes, me and my 11-year-old son is homeless. And where have you and your son been sleeping at? Where did you stay or sleep last night? In my car that don't run. Okay. So tomorrow you can go at 1 p.m. at the Henry Robinson Multi-Service Center to do an assessment for the CES program. When the operator says the CES program, she's using an acronym for the Coordinated Entry System. You're going to understand a lot more about this system by the end of this series. But for now, I'll just say that most communities in the U.S. have a system like this. And one thing it does is create a big master list of homeless people that all the nonprofits in a particular community are working off of. This helps to ensure that two different organizations aren't trying to assist the same person without knowing it. Anyway, the operator is telling Talisha she needs to get into this system in order to get help with housing. And that, unfortunately, there are no shelters to stay in in the meantime. There was no mom with child available right now. But I'm just trying to find something before it rains. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. The next day, Talisha took the bus to the nonprofit in downtown Oakland that the operator had told her about. While she waited, she eyed the other people who were also there. Everyone homeless, everyone in need. Eventually, it was Talisha's turn, and she answered some questions with a social worker named Yolanda. 
What is your monthly income? Yolanda asked her. $836, Talisha answered. Talisha didn't have a job at the time, but she got some money from the state because of Jordan's disability. Does anyone in your household suffer from depression? Yes. In the past 30 days, have you had to do things that felt unsafe to survive? Yes. How often? Daily. There were more questions, and Yolanda entered Talisha's answers into a computer while they talked. The fact that they wanted to know so much about her seemed like a good sign to Talisha. She felt hopeful, even though they were still sleeping in the car. So, Mom. What? So what do you fight the food? Spaghetti's chicken and garlic bread with some salad, fish, french fries and salad, T-bone steak, potatoes. Mm-mm. A roast. Mm. I like zucchini. Mm. Yeah. What's your favorite dessert? You like banana pudding? No, I like chocolate. Chocolate cake? Ice cream cake? Ice cream cake? Cupcake is some sunny. Sunday. Oh, another has some sunny. While Talisha waited to hear back about whether she was going to get help with housing or shelter, she kept going to see Trish. It's interesting with Talisha because you try to have boundaries. And there's always one or two or a few, and I have a few, where the boundary is like, it's really hard to keep that boundary because there's something else they need or they draw on you. Mm. And she demanded it. And it happened. It just happened that way. And not everybody does that. It wasn't that long before Talisha started calling Trish Big Mama and telling her she loved her. The two of them recounted this to me in Trish's office. Like, people don't come in and say, I love you. You know what I'm saying? And then I found myself saying it back because she needed it. So that was the demand. She wasn't going to accept anything less. I started saying it. Because I wanted her to know, you know, I really, I do love her. You're getting emotional. Of course, I always get emotional. I'm an emotional creature. (laughs) I know this side of Talisha, too. I've tried to keep a journalistic boundary with her. But she'd text me out of the blue, like, hey, Katie, what are you doing? Or she'd say, I'm sad. And I'd find myself giving her a pep talk. Another case in point. For some reason, at this very moment in Trisha's office, she was squeezed onto the same chair as me. I just squeezed on the chair with you. I had you. I know, there's hand. this whole other chair, I'm right? I'm sorry. <laughs> See? <laughs> See how she? I'm just so demanding. You can't, you can't keep a boundary. I'm, so, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> with Trisha's support and a place to be every day, Talisha was finally in an emotional state where she felt like she could work again. And Trish encouraged her to apply at a temp agency. She did, and she got a temporary position washing dishes for Cirque du Soleil. In the evenings, if Talisha had enough money, she'd buy herself and Jordan something to eat for dinner, and Jordan would spread his homework out on the table at KFC or McDonald's. Sometimes she'd even have enough money to do something fun, like a movie. They were still sleeping in the car, but it felt like maybe things were turning around. 
I'm in County Tuomaha. Can I help you? A couple weeks after that first call, Talisha tried 211 again. Good morning. How you doing? Good, thank you. I'm How are you? If you guys have any rooms for rent on your listing or any transitional housing. Okay, Okay, just give me a second, please. Don't hang up. Okay. And are you by yourself? I have an 11-year-old son with a disability. Okay. The operator asked Talisha if she'd already done an assessment for the coordinated entry system. She said she had. Other than referring people into that system, where maybe, hopefully, they'll get assistance with housing, 211 also maintains their own database of subsidized housing options that you don't have to be homeless to get into, just poor. But all of those options have waiting lists. And the waiting list is from one to five years. That's the problem. They can also give you a list of apartments on the private market that aren't subsidized, but where the landlords might be willing to work with tenants that have less than sparkling rental histories. But there doesn't seem to be much of anything that would be affordable for Talisha. Okay, there is one. uh, Is this a room for rent in Oakland? The price is um, $600 per person. So you have to pay $1,200 for a room. You can tell the operator thinks 1200 for a room is an absolute garbage option. Too much, huh? I mean, for my own room, no, I try to figure it out. It is a little bit expensive, but all we need is our own room. That's it. Talisha told me later she didn't end up pursuing that room. It was too expensive. Before they hang up, Talisha asks again about shelter. The operator tells her that the only thing available is for victims of domestic violence, and then asks her, in a tone that can only be described as hopeful, if she happens to be one. Yeah, for sure there's not. Are you a victim of domestic violence? In my past, but not recently, right I should now. say. Yeah, for sure there's nothing available right now. Trish told me she tells all of her homeless parents to call 211. But for most of them, it doesn't lead to housing, which she doesn't think is 211's fault. But it's still frustrating. Every time you call, you're getting the same interview over and over and over again. And it's like they're collecting all this data, but there's no movement. What's a case that's really stuck with you, you know, without naming names, but like... The mom who says, if I don't find housing this year, I'm going to kill myself. And my kids will be better off without me because at least they'll go into foster care and they'll get housed. And da, 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 da. I had two attempted suicides last year. No, this year. I never saw that before. So the mental health has really been on the decline for these families. The stories Trish hears all day from these parents are hard. She tells me, while she bangs out a few emails, how she manages to hold so many sad stories. Well, my faith is what makes me uh, have more, the most capacity to do the work. I'm not a religious person, so I don't know what it feels like to have faith drive you like that. Hmm. Well, it's just a place to put it all so you're not carrying it. All the things you can't solve, all the things you can't carry because you got to carry something else. It's a place like, you know, your purse. You put all your things you need for the day in a purse or a bag. Or the, it's kind of like that. And so you're able to carry more. 
Still, Trish says the purse is filling up, and she's not sure how much more it or she can carry. Yeah, you can't do this forever. I've done it for a long time already. Part of what's hard for Trish is that she doesn't feel like she has as much power as she used to to make a difference in people's lives. A couple of years ago, Trish could help the family she worked with get into shelters. If she had a family walk in at 4 p.m. who had nowhere to sleep that night, she'd start making calls. But then the county shifted to a system where everyone has to go through 211, and now she can't do that anymore. It's hard to know that someone's on the street, you can't make a phone call and get them into a shelter. You know, in this position, you have to be careful that you don't become a complainer. Because you're, you're having families uh, interact with a system that you don't think it's, it works or that it has challenges and the family's already feeling that. So you walk a fine line in your frustration. Yes, I was calling to see if you guys have any shelter. This call was the last time Talisha tried 211. It's about three weeks from her first call, and she sounds tired. The operator tells her that the only shelters available are for single adults, not for a woman with a child. You know, he's a good kid. He just got a 3.0 on his report card, you know. Oh, wow. He's running well in the school. Yeah, he's doing really good and stuff. I don't want to stop all that stuff that he's got going on. Just jumping in here to say that Talisha is right to be worried about Jordan falling behind academically. Data from public schools in 2017-2018 showed that only 29% of homeless students were proficient in reading, and they were similarly behind in math. But it isn't just poverty that makes them slip. It's instability. Homeless kids' test scores are below even other low-income students who are stably housed. Before they get off the phone, the operator suggests Alicia get into the coordinated entry system, not seeming to realize that she was already in the system. She'd been in it for weeks now. She hadn't gotten any help. Like, nobody never called me back and checked on me. Like, I've been going through this now for so long. And what do you, like, why do you think that is? There's so many people all over that's experiencing the same thing as me. They probably just never got to me on the list. I think, I just feel like somebody, they forgot about me. They forgot about me and my son. In other words, for Talisha, the fact that help never came wasn't personal, and it totally was personal. A couple months after those 211 calls, Talisha still hadn't gotten any help with housing from the system. She had a new job at Napa Auto Parts, where she made about $500 a week, but she hadn't been able to save much yet. She had found a spot where she and Jordan could stay inside with some regularity. Not their own place, but somewhere to crash at least. It didn't feel like home, though, even though she had a roof over her head. She still felt homeless. There's nothing else for me to do but keep trying. Yeah. You know, I think about Jordan more than I think about myself. Mm -hmm. Every night I just keep listening to that song. Hold on, change is coming. And I just keep holding on. Everything gonna be alright, just hold on. 
Change is coming. I bought it right now, though. Like, right, right now. <laughs> Thanks for talking to me. Always appreciate it. Yep, I feel better, too. Oh, good. I, to I, I feel like I wore you out, but I'm glad. No, I was already wore out yeah. before you got here. Alright, well, I hope you get some good sleep tonight. I hope so, too. The place where Talisha and Jordan were staying was a one-bedroom basement apartment where a bunch of other people also lived. One guy slept on the couch, another person slept in a recliner. Talisha and Jordan slept on a bare mattress. Sometimes there were tensions in the house, though. People mad at each other over bills or food or what to watch on TV. And then, Talisha and Jordan would end up back in the one place they'd always been able to count on. The car. I see stars. You see stars? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you look at them and count them and make a wish? I said, well, how do you see stars? Mm-hmm. It's the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper. Small dipper. A mini dipper? Yeah, mini dipper. Uh, Mom? Yeah? I feel so sorry about the dinosaurs. You feel sorry for the dinosaurs? Yeah, they stink. I want them. All the dinosaurs gone. The two daughters, the swords, the T-Rex. I think some of them not gone. Some of them not gone? Yeah. Well, they in a cage, hibernating. Maybe, yep. I wanted to understand why Talisha had never gotten any help with housing. Who was this system helping, if not her? One thing I did know was that when homeless people wanted help, they were almost always advised to call 211. That seemed to be the starting place for everyone. If I wanted to understand how this all worked, maybe I should pay them a visit. That's next time on According to Need. When we come back from the break, a preview.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Next time on According to Need. My name is Hara. I'm calling from Alameda County, 211. Just checking on shelter space. Okay, thank you very much. What did they say? They don't have anything available. And she's like, so, huh? What do I got to do? It's nothing. It's nowhere. She's like, so me and my child literally about to be on the streets tonight. Good morning. Thank you for calling Alameda County 211. How can I help you? I'm homeless in Alameda County with a two-year-old son, but I'm willing to move anywhere that I can get help. I would like to know, do y'all know anybody to give a washing machine? I'm 93 years old. No one here. There's no one here. Help me. I'm stuck. You need to get over to EOCP by 6 p.m. Hey, I'm coming out. I'm coming out right now. Okay, you may want to hurry. She wants to say she's literally homeless, but I think she's actually been staying at a friend's house where she's going to end up saying that. People really get frustrated when you tell them they're not literally homeless. I'm sleeping in my effing car and I just got let in last night. Why some homeless people never even make it into the system and what it's like to answer their calls. That's coming up on According to Need. According to Need was produced by me, Katie Mingle, with associate producer Abby Madan and managing editor Whitney Henry Lester. Roman Mars was the executive producer. Invaluable editing from Lisa Pollock, Emmett Fitzgerald, Delaney Hall, Christopher Johnson, and Joe Rosenberg. Kevin Ramsey was our sound engineer. Fact-checking by Amy Gaines. Beautiful music by the beautiful Sean Real. Branding and design by muchmore.io. Kurt Kolstad was our digital director. Additional support from Sophia Klatsker, Vivian Lay, and Chris Perube. Special thanks to all the people who spoke to me for this series, as well as Marisol Medina Carena, Allison DeYoung, and Chelsea Miller. According to Need is a project of 99% Invisible, which is distributed by PRX.
Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.